Welcome back to another episode of Chiefing with Chi with me, Lene Chi. I'm glad to be back. Y'all know what time it is. We're going to get right to it. All right. I got a spark. But if you don't know, I am smoking king palm leaves. Google it. They are long-lasting or long-smoking. A corn husk filter in them. All natural, healthy for you, good for you, tobacco-free, all of that good stuff. I have had a really productive week. I've been tired as hell, but productive nonetheless. So I hope your week was super productive and stress-free because mine has been. Without further ado, let's jump right into Munchy Meal of the Week. So this week's Munchy Meal of the Week, I actually have some candy. No healthy stuff this time. It's straight candy. So I picked up some of these Sour Patch Exploders. They're like one of my top two favorites of the Sour Patch candies. I really, really like them. I like that. Well, they have the sourness on the outside, but then they had a little juiciness, sweetness in the inside. It burst in your mouth. Everybody likes things bursting in their mouths. So, can't go wrong with the Sour Patch Exploders. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can get these pretty much anywhere. You can get them at Walmart, QT, Walgreens. They pretty much have them anywhere. I get mine from QT. They always have them stocked up. They're seldom out of stock, so... Pick them up and let me know what you think of them. But yes, that is our munchy meal for the week. So we're going to go ahead and move right on to the next segment. Let's go. Welcome to the Pulse Weed Plus Pop segment. I'm here with a special guest this week. And this is a repeat offender, a returning guest. Um, go ahead, Ed. <laughs> okay, the best Okay, I was being facetious. I was being funny, but okay. Go ahead and introduce yourself since you have spoke. Your husband come back on here again to uh, talk some shit again. <laughs> I was on Black Zane's mind. Y'all go back and listen to that one. We're gonna jump right into it. He's gonna be commentating with me on today's or this week's topics. And before we did, I wanted to say that last week when I edited protect yourself i think i talk about the monique versus netflix ordeal and i didn't mention that she decided to sue netflix so that's why the issue had got talked like brought back up and why i was commenting on it <laughs> why are you laughing she sued them now yeah yes yeah, she's suing them So when I was talking about it on last week's episode, I forgot to mention <laughs> I forgot to mention that um that was the reason I was bringing it up. I just I ended up giving the backstory and then commentating on my backstory that I gave them and I forgot to say that like she is suing Netflix for discrimination, gender bias, etc, etc, etc. It's like a thir- a 30 page dossier or fucking packet discovery packet i don't fucking know but anyway it's like serious business moving on even how how is she gonna sue them for that when they literally and it's been found out they literally are doing people out on the basis of what have you known from me lately like, that's what they're doing it on they did say they spell like that and he was popping because of whatever how much did they give Dave Chappelle? can't remember but 
So they gave. I don't even think he came out and said how much that that he gave them. That they gave him. And one, who, one, one of the people, one of the people said they just went went ahead and just did it. Or took their numbers. Who was one of those people? They went back out there and was like, okay, I'm gonna go out there and see. We'll go back out there and see. But who was the person? There's one another comedian. I can't so remember. you can't say you can't you can't really give a full opinion on something when you can't cite your sources. Like you need to be able to know who it was, how much they made, because you can't just make an opinion on somebody else and like laugh at them. Like, oh, that's so silly of her. Like she actually can sue someone for that. You can sue an employer for discrimination and gender bias. Like that is a thing. It's a thing as niggas being misogynistic. It's a thing of getting passed up when you're overqualified for a, a promotion, and the nigga that do bare minimum gets the promotion because he's white. Really funny. That's what I'm saying. To you. You, but first of all, she's a fucking legend. <laughs> oh God! Okay, that's you're crazy. She's on Martin's caliber in the women. Like what? How many women? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking back my argument. Wait, how many women that are comedians that are black women have been able to go on to do? Different, like go into different areas of the entertainment. Um, business and the different like acting genres and really actually do a good job like think about the parkers she that was a host like she did that at a time when nobody else was doing that like think about women comedians that are black like who else had their own show back then except Moesha who was a singer who was an R&B singer who else had a show that was out back then that was really dominating girlfriends was big at that time but that's for women we talking about a woman who got a show you know based on her portraying a personality in a type mimicking basically making fun of being a big girl and like really exploiting herself almost but in a funny way that was entertaining to millions of people like who was doing that as a black woman comedian other than Queen Latifah with living singles and that was what maybe I'm gonna say 10 years before fucking the Parkers Parkers was like what early 2000s fucking living singles was not 90 what 1990 93 96 they probably went to and like that was like their last season but they had been off for at least you know a few good good few years in the early 90s and then the parkers moesha girlfriends that was early 2000s 2000 2001 between that 2006 and later 2000 that was dominating moesha the parkers one-on-one like nigga what and she was the only person doing something like that as a comedian woman at that time. Who else was out here doing that? Oh, besides, what's the bitch name that she kind of be cooning? She she gay? Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes had a show. Who else was doing that at that time? Yes, but who else was doing that? She's not even funnier than Queen Latifah. Huh? She's not even funnier than Queen Latifah. Who? Uh, I wouldn't, but I'm, but but Queen Latifah is not a comedian, so that doesn't make sense. That's it. It hurts even more, right? I mean, she's just like a, one of the top, to me, black actresses in our community because she can sing, she can rap, she's fly, she's stylish, she has a sense of humor, but she got a sex appeal to her. She can act her ass off. She's shown she can play these different roles. Like, 
Queen Latifah is a brick house legend OG, period. But she's not in the same box as um, Kim. I mean, Kim. Mo Monique. She's not in the same box because they do two different things. Like, their core thing is different. Her core thing is uh, being a... I think she started off as an artist. She started as off as a rapper. So, I would say her core is probably like artist slash actress. Um, Monique's core is comedian slash actress so where they meet is the actress part but they're both core thing is different so i they are both legends but in different in in different legend bowls they will be categorized so how i feel about it is that monique is a legend she's in the caliber of a martin because for her time she was dominating in that way who else besides martin was i really out jamie fox and the waynes brothers that was it those was those top three people who was dominating that were comedians that were their thing was being funny parlayed their self into a show that was either named after them or what dl hughley like something like that. Like it's not too many people doing that. And I don't think D.L. Hughley is funny to me. But I can still recognize that he is in a legend status. Because at that time it wasn't only but a few of them doing it. Like D.L. Hughley was another person that was on UPN. And was out around that time that the Parkers was out. That's a man. One that's and she was the only woman. And he still he he still was coming from the likes of Jamie Foxx and Martin Lawrence and fucking the Wayne's brothers who also had a living color that was funny. I'm just saying, I'm giving you the history, my brother. I know the history. But you're not acting like you know. Like just cause you don't think somebody's funny doesn't mean that you could be like, oh, they're not. Just cause you don't think they're funny doesn't negate that they're funny to a million other people. A million stretch because I haven't seen a lot of people. A around. million is a stretch. I haven't seen a lot of people run around like Monique is just funny as hell. Monique is just so funny. I'll be dying. Like I've never heard nobody say that. She's like Tiffany. <sighs> She's celebrated because, you know, it's good to see her come up. But no, 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 no. She's not like Tiffany Haddish. Because what real barriers have, have Tiffany Haddish broke? None. Monique actually broke barriers for comedians she did. having she did. a show. But that, but see, that's what's wrong with y'all young-ass people. Y'all feel like just older because... Than her, brother. Older than her, brother. Okay, so this is what the problem is. Y'all think that just because somebody did something back in the day, that that's not relevant. That that don't hold weight. That's goofy. And if, if, your, if your point is correct, to your point, that means that a Jada Kiss or a Jewel Santana or a Cameron or uh, um, who else? The Styles P and you know niggas that really could spit. Fabulous. That means because they did all of that shit back in the day, and they're no longer you know really getting the money that they was getting back in the day and the accolades and this and that. That that just takes away from the fact that they are um, legend artists. Like that whole fucking um, hip hop uh, list that Ti and them put out. That shit was fucking trash. Like. I see some people that could lyrically spit that because they haven't probably done the best with their projects or been sparse here and there putting out stuff that takes away their contribution to hip hop. That's exactly something you would disagree with. So it's funny how when we talking about this, you feel like it just because it was way back in the day in the gates it and she can't be looked at that now versus 
versus if we talking about your favorite rapper uh like a dmx people 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 don't give him or haven't really given him his flowers over these years this stretch of years he's been dealing with crack people made fun of him i made him the bust of trust especially after he went on the yonder and so I just feel like now people are more willing to celebrate him because they see the industry doing that. People are followers; they don't think for themselves. Like, like I feel like a lot of people was making fun of him and stuff. It was a it was still a handful of people, but the internet is a cruel place. So I just feel like you are being a hypocrite in that sense because just because you that mean if that's if to your point that means that Eddie Murphy can't be looked at as a legend cause what I mean he still do movies but it's not the same cause <sighs> Demons is also a rare case because he was on drugs for so much he was always so well and then kind of fucked him up his rap career so a lot of people give him a star cause he was on drugs and whatever and we never really got to see what Demons could really be cause he was on drugs so they gave him a little star so he always gonna be a legend no matter what he do. So he can, you know, he don't have to do a prove me now or a show me now. And I say Jake can still be, I wouldn't disagree with that because they could still be whatever because, you know, they still proving it. People still saying the same stuff they're saying about them. So you saying they still gotta come and prove themselves after after being legends? They're just still, they're still showing it. But they're still showing that they can still do it. They're still showing it that people gonna still say the same stuff about me about all my work, even though it's, you know, <laughs> Yeah. But Monique has had movies she's done recently. I just don't feel like people think she's that funny now. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I agree with disagree. I do agree with disagree with saying. That wasn't even a topic. I we literally spent 13 minutes like talking about that. We're going to move on to Best Rap Song nominees for the Grammys. They were just released. Um... Nine was 24 hours ago. And these are the songs. So, Best Rap Nominees. Rick Ross featuring Drake. As it says, Gold Roses. <laughs> 21 Savage and J. Cole Alliance. While being Corday featuring Chance the Rapper. Bad Idea. The Baby Shug. Nipsey Hussle and Roddy Rich. And Hit Boy. They have to add Hit Boy. He's a fucking producer. But he don't need to be on there. Maybe that's how they submitted it. And Hit Boy racks in the middle. He did his thing with that. I ain't gonna hold him. Okay, so out of those, who do you feel like deserves to take home best rap song? I feel like, feel like it either would be the baby or it'd be or you could give it to Nipsey. And I feel like he probably gonna win a lot of these awards just because he did. They would just try to give it to him. Even though I know if he was alive, he wouldn't have got it to him. He wouldn't give it to him. So they're just gonna do it because he did. They do do it. So. Best rap album nominees are Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers, Tyler the Creator, Creator Igor, Meet Me a Championship. Why being Cordae the Lost Boy, 21 Savage, I am, I was. Who you think? First off, they goofing, putting that, uh, I am, I was on here. <laughs> like, then it was a good. Why? Song. No, he just go with that. It did, but I ain't really gonna give him that. No, but it's good. Now he can have Grammy nominated behind his name. You only gotta be nominated to have that. Or or I'll switch and say Goofy for putting the Jake Cole thing on it. Because they know yeah, they, he's not going to come. 
He's not gonna come. But why? But but his team submitted it. He has to okay it. Think so. He is the fucking creator of that fucking label. Yeah. But I think nothing happened without his say so. But I think they'll give it to championships. That that should be suffice. Or maybe they'll give it to Tyler the Creator because maybe that'd be more their their vibe. Oh yeah. They could pull that shit. Which is like, I mean, I heard people saying the album's good. Because isn't this the album that placed higher than DJ Khaled and DJ Khaled got on Instagram through Shade? Man, everybody not, is getting tired of his fucking albums. Like, they, they clearly got a piece of all on there. But the whole thing, all he's doing is young and we the best on there. And <laughs> I think maybe he makes the beats or maybe he gets his own producers to make the beats. He not doing like, He's just getting a bunch of people to collab. And some of the collabs be cool, some of them be trash. A lot of them be trash. Ooh. Okay. Oh, and that was Best Rap Album nominees. I feel like for my take on it, it should either be between Dreamville and Meat Mills. But I know that's not... Well, I feel like this is not a compilation album that I feel like should really get a Grammy. I feel like maybe they feel that way because everybody came to the studio and quote-unquote put their egos aside and they was creating. I haven't heard the whole album, so I cannot judge. But And I can admit that my opinion could change if I actually hear the album. Which I think it will when you hear it in its entirety because it's, it's a good practice. To me, Igor for Tyler Perry placing higher than DJ Khaled is not surprising because the white people stand for fucking Tyler the Creator. He has a huge white fan base there's a lot of hippies out here yeah and he speaks to a lot of hippies like i'm a hippie also uh, i was like how are you hippie like he, he played because you smoke weed i mean that's part of it but i mean like he he do a bunch of stuff that you know he he like with jay mazi he like anime i like this so he's like it's like making a stallion likes that type of stuff so basically they're weird so they have that weird oh regular black kid that likes quote-unquote white shit so they're more they're more relatable because it's a large I following say white. Just say white. because i know i'm saying people i'm saying what i'm what i mean by white shit is that stereotypical what is considered only for white people or makes you white to do that certain thing is what i'm saying so anyways i could see that one winning but to me it should go to meet mills he had the biggest fucking turnaround to come back this year this was his best album ever and i pretty much liked all of the songs on the album all of them were single worthy he really did his thing with that and then all of the prison reform even though he stated he didn't want to get into it and that really wasn't his lane he actually has thrust himself into it lately and been willing to speak out and been willing to be vocal about certain issues revolving the reform situation and so i mean i feel like he could definitely give it a run for his money i could also see why be why be in cord Corday, yeah, Corday winning because I feel like his fan base is a lot of like how Tyler's is. It's very that much fan base, especially because I feel like he kind of moved away from the YBN a little as far as his music can be sometimes. So it's not the traditional YBN music you're here all the time like sometimes he'll get in that bag but he's a bit of a different type of artist than the other people he's in a group with 
That's why it seemed like he buried it in Namir because he's different on that type of plane. Yeah, but I feel like they're both on the same plane, but Namir doesn't take it as serious. He plays around with it because it's easy money. And he always talking about the fucking bitches and yeah. the and the blood. Yeah. Street shit. But if he really wanted to get on here and ride that shit, he could. He just don't. Because a lot of old niggas is high on that um, YBN album and stuff. And yeah. They talk people are high of it. Uh, that's just a, a that's just a vibe, you know. When you just in your bag and you just trying to kick it and just and he can't rap. He just got super lisp. <laughs> oh, he do. You know, you heard it when he be spitting. Mm. This is freaking huge. So yeah, that would be who I would say would win. I would like to see Meek Mills win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tyler the Creator or YB and Corday. The the other two, I feel like those are least likely to win. So those are my thoughts on that. Best rap performance nominees are J. Cole for Middle Child, Offset and Cardi B Clout, Nipsey Hustle featuring Roddy Rich and Hit Boy, Rex in the Middle. The Baby, Shug, Dreamville featuring J.I.D., Bass, J. Cole, Eric, Earth Gang, and Young Nudie, Down Bad, which was one of my favorite songs. I really, 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 really like this song. So this is the best rap performance nominee category. Who do I think is going to win out of this category? I feel like it's going to be between Offset and Cardi B and Nipsey Hussle. And if it does go to Nipsey Hussle, I would feel like it's not because it's per se a better song, but because he's dead. Because out of those two songs, I feel like Cloud is much more of a dynamic song. Well, no, I don't want to use the word dynamic, but it's more cat. Well, it's more catchy and it's more you know easy to just you know it gets stuck in your head like it blew up and i feel like the only reason that rex in the middle blew up because remember when nipsey was killed rex in the middle had been out it had been out for i'm a few months i'm gonna say that's everybody's favorite favorite song since he gets out. yeah that's what i'm saying like that song didn't blow up until he passed away oh my god i feel bad when i say that because i do like nipsey and some of his old stuff was my cup of tea some of it wasn't some of the some of the you know old music of his and i thought it was subpar at best some of it i thought was subpar why are you laughing because it's funny so you don't agree <sighs> I wasn't subpar. I would just say not developed as full. Okay, subpar. And the so, and then he had really good songs. Like it was a hit or miss when I would listen to him. For me, obviously not everybody else, but it was hit or miss for me. So that is my thoughts on him. I feel like his album, um, what was it called? Whatever his album was, it wasn't Blue Laces. That was a single. That's the best song after me. Yeah, Blue Laces was my favorite on there. But it's a few of the songs. Like, that was a pretty solid album, honestly. And he was Grammy nominated for that. Like, he, that was a good body of work. Victory Lap. Yeah, Victory Lap. That's what it's called. Let me see the track list on there real fast. I feel like on this track list, uh, Rap Niggas is, like, a good song. Last time I checked, is a good song. Uh, dedication, hustle and motivate, blue laces, status symbol, million while young. I think is a good one. Oh shit, I made to do that. Uh, double up and yeah, so real big double up. 
I can't remember how loaded bass is in Right Hand of God and Million White Young Sound, but pretty much his whole album was fire to me. This was a really good body of work. I would have to go back and listen to some of the other songs, and I kind of feel eerie about doing that because he's dead, so it's just like kind of weird. But you didn't mention no sucker, whatever. No sucker. Yeah, sucker proof. I don't remember that one. But nonetheless, um, I feel like if it would be, be between anybody, it would be between Cardi B and Nipsey. And then, yeah. So, what do you think? Same thing. Yeah. I feel like if, if he doesn't win, they would be mad if they won. Like, people would be, like, going off about it. It was just silly in itself. But that's how people are, though. I feel like everything he dropped, Crenshaw. You know, everything after Crenshaw leading up to the album, I feel like it was 90% fire. I feel like everything Nipsey else is dropping. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see what who is the winner and if our predictions were correct. Congratulations are in order to Nicki Minaj. She is now the first artist in history to have hit a number one in all of Billboard's hip-hop, R&B, pop, dance, electric, reggae, gospel and latin charts so shout out to her i will give credit when credit is due i'm not in love with all of her songs and some of that shit she put out she shouldn't have but nonetheless i still can give credit when it's due and she has broke a lot of barriers hit a lot of milestones that has never been hit by a black female rap artist period moving on Congratulations is in order for Lizzo because she leads the 62nd Grammy Awards with eight nominations for a new artist that is amazing. Um, I'm glad to see my women that are black shining. They're really coming out here doing the damn thing, and I couldn't have couldn't be happier. Uh, in my Wale voice, room for everybody that's black. So Ari Lennox gets some backlash after the uh, Soul Trading Awards because she lost. Now people were coming for Lizzo. I'm not sure why because Ari lost to her. So if I had to put her between her and Ari, I feel like her should. I could see why her took it. Do you disagree with that? I don't know why everybody was coming at Lizzo because she already didn't mention Lizzo at all. But I'm assuming because because Lizzo won an award um, at the B not the BT Soul Train Awards, people are up in arms because they feel like she makes movies, a music for white people. So how did she win? And I guess people felt like if we're looking at a more soulful album, then Ari should have won. But they they wasn't even in the same category, from my understanding. And the the category that she actually lost in was to her, which is another soulful artist. So I feel like everybody bashing Lizzo was just complete bullshit. They was just mad because she won that award in general, because it had nothing to do with Ari losing. Ari lost to her. So I know Ari is your girl, and you actually put me on Ari. So, what do you think about her losing to her? Because they're both soulful artists. I really understand her frustration because she's a, she's a more soulful artist than, than Lizzo. Her music... But she didn't mention Lizzo at all, though. I'm not listening. Her music, so, that argument is just invalid. Yes, but her her music, like, screams Soul Train Award. It screams... It. Yes. Not screams Soul Train Awards. Like... Yeah, I could see her frustration with it. I see why she's mad. Mm. You know. And Lizzo's music, I feel I get the white people thing. I feel like everybody said it because I feel like she made her music for 
both parties weighing mm-hmm. but, but the white people just took to it before us so then everybody was counting you know why we took, we took a while to come around to her shit that's cause she was fat she still is so a grapple I don't understand. They didn't. People out, out overlooked her too. So. Now somebody was playing stuff for me from her album. It, it sounded pretty, pretty cool. What it's Lizzo? The song with uh, her and Missy Elliott was cool. Oh, they got a song together. Yeah. Ooh. All right, well. So you feel like you feel her frustrations? Yeah, I feel her frustrations. She lost her cool for me. She just had to sit down for a minute. She's now she's saying she's gonna quit too. She's not gonna quit. She's just in her feelings. You know, you know how that go. Mm. Well, J Cole ain't gonna let her quit. You don't think so? For that reason, you probably give her a fucking talking to. I'm not. I'm mad at her talking to. Well, hopefully everything works out for you, Ari. Ti is gonna be on the Red Table Talk. I'm so excited. You know, we haven't heard from him since. He spoke on how he patrols his daughter's hymen. So, Jada announced on a red carpet for some movie that he her next guest. And I'm just interested to hear what he has to say and how they handle him at the table. Because sure he's definitely a narcissist. I'm sure they handle him accountable, all this stuff. I'm sure they do that. I'm, I'm counting on it. Yeah, it's going to be prime time television. I'm counting on it. Cause see, I'm sure he's gonna be himself. I don't see his time being on everybody's stuff. His stuff is awful. <laughs> also <laughs> funny, but yeah. All right, moving right on to the next topic. So, which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do? Let's do Melo. So, he was traded to Portland. No, he wasn't traded. Or dropped and added to Portland. He was dropped from the Houston Rockets last year. After four, Who? From the Houston Rockets last year after four games. Or That's embarrassing. Or, Why doesn't he just maybe, retire? Or maybe a week. And they basically scapegoated him and used him to, as, to fill all their holes where they weren't having success. They blamed it all on Melo when it really wasn't all him. Yes, he had some bad habits. Yes, he had some bad couple bad games. But the boys just dropped 28 points before. The game before he decided to be like, oh, you're not doing the best when you get rid of him. So, I don't think it's all his fault. And they dropped him, and they still had bad season or whatever. But he got dropped, and he got picked up by Trailblazers. Because he's a free agent. Why doesn't he retire? Because I feel like it's because LeBron's still playing, and he's from the same area. Is that an ego thing? And Dwayne Wade's still playing. And Dwayne Wade is retired. You know, Dwayne Wade just retired. He came from like area. two years ago. No, just last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. But that's about to be two years ago. So, I mean, I feel like he still got some game. I feel like he'll show that. He need to follow behind the way and go sit down somewhere. <clears throat> Try to make his uh, marriage work. Um, and get back out the doghouse with his woman. And um, spend some time with his daughter that he had with the mistress. No, he got back in there because he was on a boat with some with some man and his wife, and they was seen together. Apparently, they was my husband and wife, but they they was caught in pictures, like looking like an item, on the boat on the yacht. At this point, I don't think he's gonna prove it. 
Yes, new games are on play. You just need to, you know, get in game shape. Uh, more fitness. You keep going to these teams, but you're not even in game shape. A lot of times he ain't come like he cares. He ain't come like he was fully, you know, what? He ain't come like he was fully uh, invested. He looks fit this year. I feel like he'll be, he'll be better. So if he's not fully invested, why play? Well, you're making excuses for him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he hasn't came as fit like he is this year. I feel like he's more focused than he would be, at least. I feel like since he's so good and he's so talented at times, I feel like he'd be lazy. He's too old for that type of shit. You clearly still want to play ball. I feel like, but I feel like it don't help him. Like Kobe saying he, the, he was the hardest person for him to guard or the hardest person for him to play against was you. So I feel like that's the kind of person that type of shit. I guess. I just think he need to relax. I say play till you can't play no more. He can't play no more now. I don't think that's true. I think you holding on to a fantasy of where you want him to be instead of what he is. He's what Jalen Rose says. He he has some heat, some hot moments this year where you're gonna be like, okay, he's going off. And he has moments where he's not because he's you know he's, he's at that time he's not gonna be a superstar every single night. Mm. Okay. Do you think LeBron is a superstar every single night? Yeah, he's still doing it. He just had a game. So last, then. The last game, it was 33 in the summer or whatever. He, he balled this year again. If it's possible for LeBron to do it and they came in in the same era, why is it not possible for Melo to do it if Melo is actually good and he's a legend to you? Because Melo never had the attention to detail that LeBron had, never had the investment in the game and the, the so if he if you Melo's still never he never wanted to play defense he still kind of don't you know he's always lacked in that area lebron said okay i gotta play defense to start winning games to start winning champions so i gotta play defense and so he adapted to yeah. things that he may have not thought he really needed to adapt to you need to do it so so if that's the case if you know that about Melo, don't you think he realized that about himself too so why the fuck he still wasting everybody's time and his time doing this? If he ain't gonna do what's necessary to adapt to how the game needs to be played, it needs to be played at a high level. You can't just be good at taking the ball to the hoop. You gotta play defense, which is what my main gripe was with the Lakers. My favorite fucking team, period. That's it, that's all. That was my gripe with them when Nick was on the team and the snitch boy was on the team. Um, is his name D'Angelo? Yeah. Okay, so they never wanted to play defense. They was lazy. They was letting these niggas get easy, easy shots just out of pure laziness. Then you have no respect for the game and the craft of trying to really learn how to freak it and do your best each time. Bring your 100% on the floor. Like, what's the point of doing this? If you're not going to, it's a job at the end of the day. So if you're not going to, if you're going to half ass do your job, why just not, why just sit down when you get to a point where you old as hell? You're not giving out, working out and showing discipline like you need to be. So you're wasting your time. You're wasting everybody involved's time. And you make excuses for him, but you just sitting up here saying how LeBron James plays at his 100% every time he bring in that energy. Like he's passionate and he's willing to make changes to his game to improve it. That's a motherfucker that loves what he's doing and enjoys the challenge of having new things that he can't do at the highest level. But he's just going to learn to do them at a higher level. He needs to sit his ass down somewhere. It's just like no point. 
I still feel like he can bring something good to a team that they don't struggle with. <sighs> who, who don't need somebody to come to the bench and give you 18 points? Who don't need that? Who don't need somebody to come to the bench and give them that amount of points? It can work out. Okay. Well, I, I tend to disagree. But we will see. And the year's almost over, and we'll see what happens in, this, in these next few months. We'll see. I, I just, if you make it through the rest of the season and they don't cut him, players will win. Who? If he make it through the rest of the season and they don't cut him, you know, and he does a good contribution in the playoffs, you know, has a good series or two, that's that's a win. That's cool. He don't got to win no championship this year. You know, just, you know, have make a great impact. Help Damien out. Hey, help CJ McCollum. Help build it out. You know, that's cool. You ain't got to go too hard. Go too crazy. He ain't going to get that energy. But even what he said last night after his first game, he was so happy and he looked so enthused. That was cool. I, I like to see that. And he was like, it feels good to be wanted, you know, because I thought the Rockets didn't genuinely want him. So why the fuck they take him? Because they was like, okay, we ain't got injured players. Let's pick him up and see how he do. But he ain't even fit their stuff for real. Like, you know, they didn't really want him like that there. Because as soon as the first bash they did, it was on his neck and it was out here. Like, he shot bad last night. But, you know, he said 10 points, but he shot bad from the field last night. And they didn't turn it back on him as soon as he did that. Because Lillard respects Melo. You know, they respect him. They ain't looking at crazy as hell if he do something wrong. And, you know, some, you know, have every game not going to be a, a 100 points. Every game not going to be a good-ass game. I mean, you're passionate about your 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 feelings. Clearly, you're a little worked up. No. Yeah. I'm just saying how I feel. No. Well, nonetheless. Not my favorite player. Who? He's not even my favorite player. Who? Melo? Yeah. Okay, but you advocating for him? The fuck? Yeah, because people have tried him this year. And I feel like people Try him, but he not even slander, putting in slander, the correct effort. And slander his name. And slander? Type of, type of, type of shit. Nigger? <laughs> you seen that meme? Did I send you that? Yes, I did. When the boy was like watching an episode of uh, Spongebob and, it, and he was like about to drink something or something and it came on and it said nigger and he was like... <gasps> Nigger, that shit is hilarious. Anyway, okay, but you advocating for him heavy and hard, so I'm just like, okay, because it's he's kind of got this nostalgia to him. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, I why big, he half ass, he got nostalgia. I'm I was, weak. I was a big fan of Allen Iverson, and I love that era when Kobe and LeBron and Autumn was in the league. That was, the goat. That was a good time. Melo and all them was in the league and going away at the young in their prime. It was a good time in the league, you know. Everything must come to an end, Michael. I'm going to be dead when LeBron retires. It's going to be tough. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, don't say that. Not dead, but you're like, I'm taking it back when he retired because it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be different, boy. Oh my God. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I cannot with you. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. We're going to talk about the Colin Kaepernick saga. Um, hopefully it's over. Hopefully it's done with. Cause it's I'm never ending. It's so tired ending. of hearing about the shit. Because as long as he want to keep trying to beg these white people for a job, it's going to keep popping right back up. And we and we realize, really realize how goofy we look rallying behind him when he was trying to get back in the league the first time. Well, I'm not goofy because I said this shit uh, fucking nine episodes ago, like on one of my first episodes when that shit happened with Jay-Z. I was like, I want to see how everybody going to feel when the NFL give him an opportunity, if they give him an opportunity to go back to the league and he come running to go try out. I said that shit. 
And this nigga, as soon as he got calls from from the NFL, he blasted on Twitter. I just got a call. I can get back up there and try out for master. Get back on master scheme. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? How the who? That's how you know he's not even operating from a, a real world standpoint. Like, you, where in the real world can you sue your employer? Not saying this is not the real world, but it's a it's a difference to it because of because millionaires are involved. But why? What like regular person is going to be able to sue their employer and then settle with their employer for an undisclosed amount and undisclosed terms and then go back and work for that employer? Who the fuck does that? Like, we get that you were wrongly, you know, terminated and blackballed. That's all facts. They misinterpreted what you was doing. They didn't like it. We get that. We stand behind you on that point. But on this shit, I just cannot get jiggy with it. Like, the NFL is trash historically or going to continue to be trash. That's not a secret. That's not something people do not know. So, why act surprised when they pull their shit? Why? Because that's what they're going to do. Them crackers don't give a fuck about black people. That's how it's always going to be. So with all of that in mind, why, after you see what they did to you, why would you even want to work for them? You have no level of trust with them. This whole tryout fiasco is a direct, like, example of that. Because, one, the NFL tried to come with their terms, saying he can't sue them, Saying he can't have outside videographers come in and view, you know, record his footage. Saying that they didn't want uh, the press there because they don't want to have him sue them if they decide not to choose him. So it kind of made me feel like, why did the NFL do this? It was like, well, did they do this to try to save face? And was just like, okay, well, because he's so thirsty to get back in the in the gates, let's host this. And let's, you know, try to make it seem like we're trying to play nice. And then when he follows the terms, reject him. But he won't be able to do anything about it. So it kind of seems like an underhanded way to play at trying to embarrass him. But then he turns around and falls for it. Because then he, he goes. Until he until he sees the stipulations, then he's like, no, we're going to change it up. Changes it up hours before and tries to make this huge statement. But you was the one that technically got got for even going when they called you. They are dirty. They're always going to be dirty. They both was trying to protect themselves so they neither one of them got fucked. That was basically that all that was being done. So it's just like, if y'all both are trying not to get fucked in the ass, nobody wants to be the bottom. I mean, how how is it going to work? How is it going to work? Like... You trying to not get fucked on your end. He trying to not get fucked on his end. Somebody got to get fucked in the ass. And so, it's just like, if nobody's going to be willing to fuck in the ass, then how are y'all going to fuck? That's just the bottom line. <laughs> Why are you doing that now? I don't know, because it's just... It's... You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just decided to commit to it once I said it. But, I'm just like, at the end of the day... Y'all have no trust. So how can a an, a a business slash financial transaction happen when y'all don't trust each other? How can y'all do good business that way when y'all gotta slap these NDAs and confidentiality 
what is it, confidentiality agreements and waivers. When y'all got to slap each other with waivers and shit like that, you know. I think that was the, the final opportunity to try to, like, shut him up. Because if he signed that, I think he on there was going to have something where he can't really so, talk about more. So then once, so then once they said no, we don't want you still. Now you, we already settled with you, and then now you, we, we got you to sign this. That's why I said I feel like it was just a ploy to embarrass him and just put the final nail in the coffin. They never intended to bring him back, ever. So why? So then, so why would he run back and agree to do it until he seen the terms? That speaks more about him to me than them. We already know how them crackers gonna come. But then you looking a little yo your shit ain't holding up in the light. Like why are you so 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 pressed to run back to to these same people that try to oppress you and stifle your voice? Make it make sense. If you about equality and, and putting your money where your mouth is and standing up for what you believe in, then when you when you decided to to sue them, you should have known right then. Okay, moving forward, guess what? It, once I cross this line, it ain't no going back. That's what life is. It, it's some things in life, consequences that happen that once you cross that line, you cannot go back over that line. Period. Point blank. That's just the bottom line. So, how did he think that that wasn't the case for this? Stevie Wonder could see what time it was when he sued them. When they was going through that. When that even shit came, even came out. I knew he would never play for the NFL again. How did he not know that? He lived in a fucking fantasy world. You can't have both. You can't be a revolutionary and at the same time take masses money. You gotta choose one. Eric Reed living their life. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> he cooning around too. The fuck you talking about? Like nigga, how you gonna go back and forth with fucking Stephen A when y'all both cooning to a degree? Y'all all taking checks from the fucking crackers, racist ass crackers. If we being honest, the fuck? Cause if, cause if you was really, if you was really so oppressed, why the fuck you still working for these crackers? These are the people you say oppress y'all and they this and they that. You still taking the check from them when you get your check? Don't it say NFL or whatever team you on? I'm sure. Exactly, my motherfucking point. But you cashing them bitches. Yeah, you locked in for a contract. Because the money is green and good. Like, nigga, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Period. That's bullshit. You can't do but I pick a side. And when you pick that side, you got to be ready to stay there for life. If you're not ready to stand on that shit, then don't speak on it at all. Don't even do it. Period. That's just it. That's why I was so annoyed that people was really coming for, for Jay-Z. Really. Honestly and truly. I was super annoyed by that. Because I'm just like... Y'all didn't even get a nigga a chance to say nothing, do nothing, for real. He wasn't had that chance, because they were, I think, she was in the night anyway, so. What's your take on it? The same way, it's for like, you know, Stephen A said some facts in there. Even though he be saying some cooning stuff, he said some facts as far as old Cap wanting to get back in the league and so bad. He should just stay on the one side as far as, you know, it'd be some GC if he was just saying, fuck the NFL and actually being like, okay, I don't need to be in the NFL. To, and I'm still gonna try to prove my message and preach my message and stuff. But he basically trying to preach his message and still being like, I need a job, I need to get back in, I've been denied. And right. He's like whining. And I've been trading for three years for this opportunity. Like, nigga, why? Why? That's crazy. So it's like, does it make it seem like it wasn't genuine to do the whole statement? Because you 
want to still play so bad that you're basically going against what you're saying? It's not that I don't support what his initial, you know. It makes me feel feel goofy for like when he first got opted out and he first was like being blackballed and we were so rallying for him to get back in there. I was like, why was he? It made me think of like, why was he rallying for that when it kind of goes against what he's trying to do? Yeah. When, he, when he's basically trying to beg for a job back from him. I mean, at this point, I just feel like I can't remember exactly everything that happened on the front end, but on this back end part, it's just like. After everything that has happened, why do you want to go back? That's my question. And if you really want to go back so bad, you might as well sign the paper. Yeah. If you want to go back so bad that you're just going to be looking crazy out here. Because it, they went too far for it to be solely on his terms. They're not going to go for that. Like, is he kidding me? They're a billion-dollar corporation. They're not going to go for that. I feel like we, we agree yeah. So that is it for this week. We're gonna go ahead and move right on to musical radar. Let's go. Welcome to musical radar. <coughs> this week we only reviewed one album. I told you all I had to sp- play special attention to Dave East's debut album, Survival. So we're gonna get right into it. The first song is They Wanna Kill You featuring DJ Premier. I gave this a 6 out of 10. We're going to give this time to grow on me because I do not know exactly my thoughts on it. But a 6 out of 10. So, oh, before we get into it, I wanted to go over this new rating system that I came up with for when I rate albums. So, when I give ratings, you'll know like what i'm truly giving it because rating scales can is to me it can be subjective so my rating scale is on a one to ten um one being hot trash poor ten being complete fire excelente numero uno is complete hot trash two complete hot trash then three and four borderline trash which is fair a five and six, close to trash, average. Seven and eight, almost fire, good. Nine and ten, complete fire, excellent take. So that is the new rating scale. Uh, when I do any reviews, when I give the ratings, you'll be able to know what's what and how I'm coming, what's my thoughts. Okay, now we can get back into it. Song two is Penthouse. Oh, well, let me ask you, how did you feel about number one? They want to kill you. I thought it was, you know, classic New York beat. You can't go wrong with DJ Premier. The bars are great to me. I feel like um, that's an eight. You know. So you're giving that a almost fire, good. Yeah, because he could have went a little harder mm. with the DJ Premier beat. Mm. And then you got Survival of Fittest, the Mob Deep sampling in the background. Can't go wrong with that either. It's, it's all a great uh, combination. Okay. Number two, Penthouse featuring Jay Black. I gave this a 6 out of 10. So, uh, an average close to trash was my rating. <laughs> I feel like the course was too long. I did like the course. I just felt like it was too long. And his his bars were black. Mm-hmm. Average. Thoughts? Yeah, it sounded like going like a power fucking song they played during power mm, okay was, yeah because eh. the chorus was so drawn out they could shorten that up and just you know have them say that i get used to this part you know mm-hmm. i like that part number three godfather 
featuring Godfather 4 featuring Nas. I gave this a 7 out of 10. So that's an almost fire good. I love the beat. I feel like it really sets the tone for the song. Uh, now with Nas's verse, it was very hit or miss. So that's why I gave it a 7. Some points he was a miss. He was like offbeat. And some of the stuff he was saying was just flat out corny. And then um, he was a hit. And he was riding the beat. And he was flowing. He was getting it. Um, I liked Dave's verse on this as well. I also like how they did the back and forth play on their big bro, little bro relationship. So that would be my take on that. What do you think? Same same way. Like the same way they did the little big brother, little brother thing. But it's definitely my least favorite song out of the ones they had together. Mm-hmm. But just because Nas had too much on the song. I feel like it should have been more of a Davies song. It sounds like it's basically his song and Davies' feature. Okay, so number four is Need a Sign featuring Tiana Taylor. I gave this a 10 out of 10. Um, I really like this song. The beat stands out first and what sounds like trumpets. Y'all know I love a good trumpet blowing in the back. I couldn't find one thing that I dislike about this song. So 10 out of 10 is my rating for I Need for Need a Sign featuring Tiana Taylor. Mine's the same one, 10 out of 10. Okay. It's one of my favorite songs. Okay. You, know, you can't wrong with Tiana Taylor this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because she can really sing, so. He could have been rapping about fucking poop. Yeah, she brings an element to it, definitely. Number five is On My Way to School, 9 out of 10. I like how he painted a picture with his verses on this one. I feel like he gave us some deeper insight on what it was like for him growing up. I especially like the touch of having his mom on the intro of the song, talking her, uh, get your ass up shit. That's really relatable because honestly, who hasn't had that experience with their mom, a black mom, of course. So, yeah, nine out of ten for me. And mine's the same, nine out of ten. Okay, I feel like we were matching up. It's kind of funny. A 17, I gave this a 10 out of 10. I like this song, I really like the beats. And at first, when I was listening to it, I'm like, damn, this shit thumps. And then when I actually, I was like, damn, this. this the like some of the elements on the song sounded familiar and so i looked at the track list and lo and behold not track list but i looked at the producer like credits and lo and behold i see timberland and anything that timberland touches it turns to gold so i feel like that's why this was such a nicely produced song because of timberland so timberland can't do anything wrong He's one of the top best producers. Um, definitely a top five producer in my eyes. So, yeah. That is what I gave. 17, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10, too. It's one of my, like, one of my favorite records off the album. We, we bumping. Yeah. It's, I feel like he still went a little hard on but we'll still give it 10. I thought it was good. I don't, I feel like he, it was just right. So, so 7. Mama, I made it. I gave this an 8 out of 10. I love the mint condition sample. Um, I don't know how... I don't know if it really... Well, I guess you could say it has something to do with it. But uh, this song, to me, is a solid good song. It's not the best in the world, but it's not the worst either. I love this tribute to his mom. And I love that he seems to have so much love and respect for her. And it's good to see a black man express his love for his mother and thank her for all her sacrifices and just the lessons she instilled in him. So, I gave that an 8 out of 10. I give it a 10. 
Okay. Cause how he, you know, he was riding beat and he was like, I don't even think Cuss is on this song. I feel like it's PG. It's a PG rated song. I mean, mm -hmm. it says the, the crack line, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's a PG rated song. I mean, he still made it fire. Like, he still made it a good song. Okay, eight out of ten. It's not too far from a not from a. You said a ten, mm -hmm. so I mean, it's not too far. But yeah, uh, number eight is OG featuring Rick Ross and the Dream. I get it's a nine out of ten. I love the Dream. He an OG legend. And um, if you know me, I love the dream. He's one of my favorite R&B artists and writers. He has the craziest pin game in the industry. And he's written for all of your faves. Plus, I feel like he writes his own shit firely as well. Uh, anytime I see him on a song, I'm, I'm knowing, okay, this shit gonna slap. Because he's on it. Even if it's just his part. I feel like Dave wrote a beat. He did what he needs to do on this. This song is definitely a vibe. And I feel like Rick Ross, he always shines on songs like this. So it's no surprise that his verse was clutch. Uh, he does better on records geared towards women. Number nine, I chose... Well, what do you think about number eight? I'll give it eight. Nah. I'm still, still growing on me. The beats good. James, James, chorus is good. Dave's rush is good. You know, just growing on me still though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, number nine is what's going on featuring Fabulous. I gave this a nine out of ten. I was feeling this song. I really, really, really like the old school jazz vibes. I got. Feel like Fab ate on his verse, and I feel like his verse was the best one on the song. And I also love the chorus. I wasn't feeling the intro to the song. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't think it was necessary to have it on here. <laughs> I did because when we listened to it together, I remember <laughs> I remember saying, "Why is that on here? Like, what's that have to like do with the song?" Some, some old school niggas talking. Yeah, it had to be. I thought it was supposed to ride into. Okay. I give it the same. I give it a ten though, cause it's definitely, if not my favorite one of favorite songs. Cause you can't go wrong with that fab feature, and then you know, him on that beat, they on that beat, it was, it was hard. You know. Yeah. Number ten is baby. Ten out of ten is what I gave it. I feel like Dave was in his sample bag with this album, and I stand like he did a really good job picking the samples. I feel like he picked the best samples to slide on. For his style. Uh, this one is my favorite song on the album. Baby. I feel like it's perfect. And this is what I was referring to. When I was saying. What I felt like alone could have been. This is how I feel like he should come on. Love, love song records. I feel like this right here is. Perfection. And anytime he does this. This is what he needs to do. Um. I feel like he knew exactly the right things to say. Uh, it was sexy, upbeat, and I definitely see myself blasting this running through traffic. So I gave it a 10 out of 10. And what did you give it? What was you think? You I agree gave, with that? I gave or? It a 10 also because yeah. someone he can do rap about more things. Yeah. And that definitely is something he needs. So for number eleven was a it was alone featuring Jack Jaquise. I gave it a six out of ten, and I rated this before on a previous episode. I'm gonna read to you what my rating was from last episode. It was like two or three episodes ago. So this was a single before his album came out. Here is my rating. I'll give it a solid six just for the fact that Dave stepped out of his comfort zone with this female geared track jacques didn't sound horrible um i wouldn't count on that if it was live 
overall the song is subpar i love that they sampled jodeci and i wonder how much that costs that's my jam so that is really what made me stop and listen but the bars just didn't carry over maybe he needs a ghostwriter for future records where his audience is women so maybe i said correct it because he obviously knows how to talk to women on records it just was a bad day for this one so i don't think you like that song either do you no i give it a three (laughs) damn a three I gave it a six because of the sample. That's a classic sample, but you gave it a fucking three. The sample can't save the song. Oh, my God. It's, it's poorly placed. It's, it's a mess. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because oh. Zach Peace right after the sample singing, and then Davies versus is kind of ABC on there. Oh. I gave it three. Oh, God. Okay. Number 12, Everyday Feature and Gunna. I gave this a 7 out of 10. Um, I love that the... I like the beat and the feel of this. I feel like Dave wrote the beat on this song too. I wasn't really feeling Gunna's chorus as much. But he definitely ate on his verse. For sure, he ate on his verse. I feel like he doesn't even do that on his own songs. When he be making them, he don't come as hard as that every time. So that was cool to hear. What about you? What is your thoughts on that one? I say it's seven two, cause just when you feeling it, the chords get annoying. Hell. <laughs> I like the little like, it's, yeah, it's cool, but then you know, it's so much chords and that's only got yeah to get to that part. Too much, yeah. So for number thirteen, Devil Eyes featuring Mozzie and E Forty, I gave it a six out of ten. I feel like the beat Dave and Mozzie verses were cool. You know, they was alright. I feel like we could have done without E Forty, even though he's a legend. We just could say him for something different for a different song. I feel like if you take off E Forty, you um, you'll reach an eight. I feel like it'd be eight yeah, eight. yeah. Because that just breaks down the song. You get to the, you feeling the beginning and then coming. Get around, get around. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he starts putting that, that corny mumbo jumbo. He's oh, spitting. God. Okay. okay. 14. Oh, Night Shift. Featuring him with Little Baby. I gave it a 6 out of 10. So far, the album, my thoughts on it, just this we made away. I like it. I feel like it's good. But I do feel like um, for a debut, it had too many features on it. To me, what saved the album was that the features were actually good. And for as far as this song with Lil Baby as a feature, I don't hate the song, but I don't love it. I'm not committed to it like this shit slaps. I feel like Lil Baby's verse was actually good compared to what he normally be doing with all the singing and the mumbo when he be too high of lean. So yeah, 6 out of 10. <laughs> so, so you feel like if he would kept the Kodak verse on this song, you feel like it went better. Wait, why did he say Kodak off? Cause you know Kodak said that whole he didn't speak highly of Nip- Nipsey and some type of capacity. I don't remember what he said, but wait, how you know he took him off? Cause he talked about it on um, one of these interview places he went to. He talked uh. about it. He said he took it off because he said something not highly of Nipsey. And he felt like that wouldn't even make sense for him to have it. He said he sp- he said it on the verse. No, he said it on uh, on the show. He was like he took Kodak off the off the song because he s- spoke bad of Nipsey. On said, the verse? No, on the verse. But just you talking about when he made that comment yeah. about Lauren London? 
Well, he made that, that comment or whatever he did. Yeah. He made the comment about Lauren London. That's what the comment was. Okay, so he's so he's. And then basically, everybody was like, "He needs to apologize," and he was like, "I'm not gonna apologize for what I said." Like, he's like, "My thoughts on you don't speak on nothing about that man because that man did or whatever." So he said he couldn't have him on there after he said that, and then he have a song tribute Nipsey later in the album. I mean, I agree. Like, he, he's disrespectful. But other people made good points that nobody said nothing about Kodak when he got accused for raping someone that was a minor or raping a woman, a black woman. Nobody was up in arms about that. But as soon as he said something about Nipsey, who was dead, now everybody cares. Yes. So black men pick and choose what they care about. And yeah. that's just the whole point of the fucked up society, yeah. Yeah. Number fifteen is Wanna Be a G featuring Max B. I gave this a four out of ten. Whatever cell phone Max B recorded his little intro on was clear as fuck. Considering that he is in prison. Um I wasn't really feeling this song. It's cool. I feel like he was able to get I feel like in general that he was able to get a Max B feature is cool. Because he is a legend to some people, and like especially people from New York, like they really love Max B and all the wavy permed hair shit or whatever. So I don't want to offend people that are Max B fans, cause y'all, cause y'all roll deep, and I don't know like what his what his shit is. I don't. I've never listened to a Max B song before. It sounds like that French Montana shit when he on his good shit. When he not on that fucking... So did he still... So did French Montana still Mac, Max B's flow? I feel like that's what he tried to portray. He fucking wish. On his good day, he, it's okay. You know. What's a good day for French Montana? Man, what's a song where he's spitting and you like feeling that shit and you like whatever? <laughs> I would like to know. Yeah, look at that. Well, what did you think about the song? This is three at best. <laughs> I'm feeling. I, I, it's been a single like that. And, oh, really? Um, Want to be a G? That and every day, but with him and Gunner was a single. Oh, I haven't heard yeah. any of that. I think I stopped paying attention after that dreadful yeah, like fucking. A little, a little four pack, why yeah. did Why did he fucking disperse? He should have dispersed baby. That would have been a better single than the one with Jacquees. He dispersed the trashiest ass song That's on the album. I feel like the label picks what his single is gonna be or something like that. But baby would have blew up. Because that shit was trash for Jacquees. Like it was like a Jacquees. I think it was the. And that was the first single. Jacquees was the first single. That is an insult to his fucking day. album. Yeah. My yeah. God. And I think it was that Max B song or something. But I was like. Ooh, gee. Tough. Tough is an understatement. Oh, goodness. Hey, number 16 was Me and Mines. I gave this a 6 out of 10. I feel like it was an average song. It's not it's not bad. I don't feel like I'm too crazy about the song. I really didn't like the concept use of the word use of the word bitch. Even though it wasn't being used in a derogatory she way. I was like, he said bitch more than me and my nigga or the other part. I was like, it's too much. It's too many bitches. I cannot deal. I think it's like classic in New York. Uh, uh, you know, you know, cool there. I like that. I like the whole little thing. Uh, you shouting in the background. I like the beat. Mm, I give it an eight, though. Mm, but my favorite thing is my favorite music is New York music. Like, you know, most of my top five artists are New York artists. So, 
If it had that New York feel to it, I'm gonna be like, I don't like it. Well, Daddy Knows featuring Ash Leon is number 17. I gave this a 10 out of 10. I'm not sure who this Ash Leon chick is, but I'm gonna look her up because I love how she was kicking it on the chorus. I really love this song for, for the same reasons I like Mama I Made It. The beat reminds me of Nate Dogg for some reason. It has that feel and vibe to it. R.I.P. Nate Dogg. Um, the, uh, a lyric that stuck out in the song was, Little girls are the future of this world. I love that verse in this song. And I just feel like good, good job to Dave on this one. It slaps. What did you think about this one? I think it's the perfect representation of him and his daughter's relationship and how much he loved her because he really looked like he do when you see them online and stuff. Yeah. And he stopped drinking lean, too. That was, like, cool. Well, I think he had to. <laughs> he didn't have to. He could still drink lean. He's, he's Plenty still. of people that had kids still drink lean. Yeah. But he decided to stop because he's seen that she needed him and if you on if you high out your damn mind you can't physically be there for your child like they need yeah, it was like i feel like he wouldn't be on it like he is now where like maybe because she had a girl because i feel like other rappers that still do lean they've had boys like rich he had a baby boy <laughs> but he's also a, and little baby had a baby boy not, he still be getting exactly. fucking high as hell rich is not good exactly because he's it he's, is a good example because they all had babies recently in the last three years. I feel like he's a head case. Because like Dave's daughter is only fucking two. I feel like he's somewhat a drug addict and a head, head case at times. So. so, do you not think the other niggas that be doing it and be addicted be doing the same thing? It's a habit you have to quit. Kick. It's an addiction. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I some know. people are able to kick it easier than other people. He's been drinking lean so long, I feel like it's going to be hard <laughs> for him to really kick it. That's sad, because he's so young. Like, go get help for that. That's scary. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> the fuck? What, uh, what you mad at, 10 out of 10, is what I gave it. I feel like this song just speaks to being an underdog. When you come up, and I feel like everybody has, like, they cheer you on. Well, I don't even feel like they always cheer you on, but... But as soon as you make it, they get very upset and they they talk shit about you. Like, people who didn't even really recognize you when you wasn't even doing nothing. But now that you won, they talk crazy shit about you. They talk crazy shit about your come up and how you moving. And they just, like, are mad at you for making something of yourself when they could do the same exact thing. I love the breakdown at the end. That I feel like that's when he really started spinning his shit. I just like the message of the song because this is very relatable. It's it's something that people go through every day. Just people that, not even people that rap, just people in general. So, yeah, I, 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 that's what I would give that. A 10 out of 10. So I give 10 out of 10, classic New York feel. Oh. It's classic New York feel. <sighs> he, he should make more songs like this on the album where he, he pick a sample and he go in and spit. And then you know, you know, had the breakdowns, and then or you know, like a baby, like OG, like the um, what's that one song with him and uh, it was the other sample he used. No one samples, just use sample driven songs. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the album is not bad though in general. Number nineteen is on site featuring Ty Dolla Signs. I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, this. This had a little bop to it for me. I didn't like it at first. 
I really didn't care for it at all. But it grew on me and it's catchy. I especially like Ty Dolla Sign's part. One thing I can say is that he wrote, Dave, he wrote the fuck out of this beat. So, he, he definitely stepped up his game for this album. I gotta say. And then number 20, I gave The Marathon Continues, which is the Nipsey tribute. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I feel like it was a beautiful song and it was a beautiful tribute to him. So, rest in heaven, Nip. I feel like this was the only tribute I heard to Nipsey at think since he passed young scooter got one too but i listened to it what <laughs> yeah i listened to it young scooter has a fucking tribute to nipsey hustle yeah oh god i listened to it but what do you think that sounds like <laughs> oh my <laughs> god oh uh, didn't sound too bad i like that one. Oh, but, uh, but that's this how you do a tribute it was pretty cool <sighs> And then the title of that song, uh, uh, it was a five to me. I ain't got there yet with it. Uh, I feel like this would sound better with YG on there or something. I mean, I like they verses on there, but I don't know. It just don't sound, don't sound but like it. Oh, also, baby, he should have added a fe- another feature. It's a great tribute. It's a great song. I feel like he did a great job. Yeah. I feel like he did. Did the game do one a tribute to him? <laughs> I think he would have on the album. <laughs> oh god he probably gonna have like five songs to Nipsey yeah or over, probably two he is over the top but I don't think like he's such an attention whore honestly hopefully not so overall what like what do you give this album in full body of work I give it eight cause it was just from him doing the whole survival series and him leaving off some songs or snippets of songs that I feel like would have really Help the album instead of having these some of these songs. Like, you take the gun song so off. So there was basically throwaways. Yeah, that were I feel like were not throwaways. They could have made an album that would have been buried in some of the songs he picked. Uh, Whoever picked. He did have a lot of samples, so maybe that was the issue. So uh, a overall. Yeah. Okay. Some songs he could have went harder. That concludes Music Radar. I don't know who I'm going to be reviewing next week because I haven't even had time to look at whose albums are coming out next. But it So it'll be a surprise next week what I talk about and what is on the docket. So let's go ahead and move right on to our last segment of the week, Riddle Me This. Alright guys, welcome to Rid of Me This, the last segment of the week. I didn't have one last week, so there isn't one to go over. So let's go ahead and get right into the Riddle Me This for this week. And do not forget to participate so that you can win a prize from me. It could be a pack of King Palms, it could be a grinder. You never know what it is. It can it will and it can be and will be weed related so please participate if you know the answer hit me up at lanachi on twitter and instagram and you can slide in my dms and say hey i have the answer for the riddle me this for episode 12 and then if you're the first person to get it right i'm gonna go ahead and give you the prize i will ship it to you or if you live in my area I will drop it off to you. So don't forget to participate in these Riddle Me These, Riddle Me This segment. I'm not doing this for shits and giggles. I want to interact with you guys and gift you guys with prizes when you get the answer correct. 
all right without further ado let's go ahead and get right into it i have seas without water i have forests without wood i have deserts without sand i have houses with no brick what am i i'm gonna read it one more time i have seas without water i have forests without wood i have deserts without sand i have houses with no brick what am i so the answer and hopefully a winner will be revealed on next week's episode of chiefing with chi thank you guys for tuning in i love you if don't nobody else love you i will see you guys next time i'm out